Bill, are you here? Hey, it's lit. Yo, I'm thinking something wrong with uh, Bill's mic because I can hear you. I I can hear. Billy, can you hear us? It sounds like chips. I mean, he do got the Android. See? See? I, I had to throw a jab. I had to throw a jab. What the hell? How do we get him on here then? Oh, let me. Oh, you can't call nobody on this bitch. <laughs> he sent the test like, man, fuck you, diggers. <laughs> That's what he said. Yeah. <laughs> Head asses. <laughs> this man, this dude, man, because he owns a podcast, but this nigga got only two. I can hear y'all. So now we can read. He has to, we have to read his response. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, we might as well just have a conversation between us and then, like, oh. We have a report Bill coming in. And from Benz. <laughs> that nigga Benz is down in the fields. What'd you say, Benz? Echoing all that shit. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's cold blooded. Well, everybody, my name is Ronnie Marcel. The can't stop, won't stop, stop it till they make it. No, I ain't going in. I'm just talking all this head, but um. Mr. Billy Bands is trying to figure out how to uh, get online. I don't know if he's going to do it, but you know, he is always he's always able to come in if he ever get his phone situated. If he gets his act together. I know, yeah. I don't want to go in his Android versus iPhones yet, but you know, us iPhone users got in. Yes, yes. Power to the people. <laughs> this podcast <laughs> is for niggas that hate on Androids. For sure. <laughs> For sure. Oh. <laughs> uh, he out. hurt. He hurt. What's he saying? <laughs> he said this podcast is for broken uh, programs <laughs> with broken phones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. Well, for those who don't know, my name is Kenneth Davis, a.k.a. Show You Right. All right? Because I'm always right. Even when I'm wrong, I could have been wrong, but I'm always right. There it is. That is the most basic shit I ever heard, but you know what? You're going to rock with it. Every episode, I'll have a different name, so just know that. That's, that's, the, that's the rules, you know? For the record, I like how this nigga thinks he's going to be on every episode, but I digress. Hell yeah, nigga, this episode and all the other good shit. What are you talking about? All right, nigga. Let's see. Billy Benz, are you there, brother? Mm-mm. Please allow 10 seconds for him. <laughs> we are we are some horrible people. You know that? We are just horrible. <laughs> are you there? I'm horrible, bro. <laughs> but I can Ah, man. I thought he was actually on there for a minute. Ah, 
this dude gonna jump in. Like, Bill, only thing I gotta say is, bro, try to do what you can to fix your phone. Uh, let's go ahead and start this uh, conversation so we can go ahead and this deep, deep, deep talk because, like, the culture is moving forward and we gotta go ahead before we become old news. Now, I always say that, I always say that I've been at Aubrey, uh, uh, if y'all don't know who Aubrey is, that is Mr. Drake. I love it when he's uh, crying. I love it when he's sad. I love it when he's mad. Or he just got some hot shit. Now, Drake was going hard in the paint. Then, you know, out of nowhere, and I'm just doing this, I'm just um, bringing for the narrative, Pusha T came out of nowhere and just came in with the infrared. So we was like, okay, Pusha throwing shots. He throwing hooks. And then all of a sudden, Drake... When Pusha dropped that on Friday, Friday night, Drake came out of nowhere with a Duppy freestyle. And I was like, oh, man, Drake had responded. That was uh, dope. And he also sent out the uh, invoice for, you know, advancing their career. So I was like, that was some slick shit. That was some slick shit. Then today, as I get off the shit, I get off my shit, I get... uh, one of my friends, and I see that there's a reaction. There's another there's another this record, and it came from Pusha T, and Pusha T went in. Oh, Lord. Pusha T gave everything, and he gave so much, and it was, it was God sent. I don't know what to say. <laughs> well, I will always like to say that, just to starters, you know, if a record makes you sweat when you hear it, like, when you actually just start perspiring, that's how you know this is a pretty serious thing, you know what I'm saying? That was the thing that, that it just made me sweat automatically when I heard it, because the lines were so, was just so potent and so venomous, I was just like, God damn, like, is this really happening? You know what I'm saying? And and for those who are kind of still new to this whole thing between Push T and Drake, this has been brewing for a long, long, long time. This actually has been brewing since 2006, actually, when some of you motherfuckers didn't know, but he was actually a part of a group called The Clips, and a record called Mr. Me Too was directed at Drake's mentor, label mate, and also boss, if all of those three, three things can be in the same sentence. Uh, Wayne. And Wayne and Pusha T have been trading barbs at each other for the past few years, and it finally simmered down. But now, within the past three, four years, Drake and Pusha T have reignited the feud again, kind of throwing darts at each other subliminally until, of course, the release of this album that Pusha T came out with. And from with the line on infrared, he did take a direct shot at Drake's songwriting ability as an MC. Not as an R&B performer, not as a pop performer, but as an MC, as a rapper. And so that is people's what we've been really been facing with. And honestly, I love Drake's music, personally. I love Drake's music. I really do like it. However, at the end of the day, I'm a hip-hop head. I've always been into, like, MCing and listen to real people, like, real MC spit. And um, let's just say... Pussy got busy on this one, just to say it. I mean, come on, fact after fact. 
come on now. This wasn't an emotional ether type thing. This was a direct fact check thing. You could fact check. You could Google it. You can look it up. And this is just the layer. It's not like the main shit. This is just layer. This is at the top layer. There's more to come. I'm kind of, I'm excited, nervous, angry, and scared at the same goddamn time about what's about to happen. Hey, it's just crazy because the fact that Pusha is over here stating facts that pretty much everybody already know, but at the same time, these are facts that people forgot. So, like I said, when he talked about his uh, kid, like, I honestly, I'm like, Drake has a kid? What is he talking about? Drake did address it, but at the same time, when you see Drake everywhere, he's doing his thing, doing this, doing that, all the focus on him, but we don't even know who his kid is or who is the baby mom, and like, you know, there's one of those things that got uh, put to the forefront during this disc record. So one thing I get, I love about Pusha T and doing this is like he's bringing up all facts. Like he's not going out stunning on anybody because, you know, don't get me wrong. He, they do come out. Rappers do come out, you know, sun on them a little bit too hard. But Pusha came with that fire. It came out straight facts. He didn't try to go ahead, use any fluff. He came in and went for the jugular. Absolutely. And, and the thing about it is that we keep forgetting is that Aubrey, I mean, Aubrey, let's go ahead and just keep this 100. Aubrey really, he airs himself out, you know, a lot. He's very transparent in his music, which can be a good and a bad thing. Because, at you know, you can do the Eminem effect, you know, you can use everything that you have that people would say that's negative or whatnot, and you kind of air it out. So, you know, you kind of think, hey, what bad can you say about me? But when you really, when you have this polished image that Drake has, you know that there's always some dirt. There's always dirt somewhere. And that's what really these disc records sometimes is about. People do their research. I mean, it's good to do, you know, to play the dozens and, of course, come up with jokes. But when you have actual things that's real, that's, like, real, real, like, you know what I'm saying, like, kids and shit, like, that's when it's, like, it gets personal. Especially when you have people's family. Not only did he go at... His ma, his his child is you know rumored quote unquote. He also went at his parents and also his producer who has MS, which coincidentally tomorrow is World MS Day, and this has been confirmed by Forty. So I mean, like, bro, let's be completely real. If this is not the most calculated shit you've been seen since Training Day, I don't know what the fuck is you know what what can you call it? You know what I'm saying? Man, hey, Bill, are you still there, brother? Oh, no, nah. he's still listening. It's all right, bro. <laughs> I thought I heard you for a quick second, and I'm like, oh, he got in. But never mind. You oh. sit over there, Toto. Oh, my God. So, guys, let me just say this. So, as I'm scrolling down my Instagram, right, and, you know, I follow Pusha T, and I follow Drake on um on um on uh instagram on uh instagram so as i'm looking at everything um let's just say he said please stop referring to the picture which is a picture of drake in blackface he says please stop referring to this picture as artwork i am not an internet baby i don't edit images this is a real picture these are the truth see for yourself as i slide to the left it is truly a picture of Drake with blackface. Also, let it be known that he had been reported 
to the like the content folks with Instagram and they removed the content that he had posted. It said they had removed the disabled access to content because a third party reported that the content infringes or otherwise violates their rights. So is it safe to say that somebody from the OVO camp, not saying Drake himself, but the OVO camp has blew the whistle on Pusha T for using that photo that could be damaging not only his reputation as an artist, but also as a black person, as a black man. Man, dang. Well, it is kind of funny because one of the lines he did say in uh, this record, I, don't get me wrong because I haven't heard it five times. I only heard it a couple times. He did say, hey, you can't grow your uh, hair out because, <laughs> you know, the naps ain't going to come in. So, like, <laughs> let's be honest. Like, we all know he came from Canada. You know, he does look black, but he ain't all there. But, you know, get get... I just can't. I was just like, yo, I can't believe that's him, man. Yeah, that was the sad part. And this was, now, albeit this looks like a younger Drake, but at the same time, ladies and gentlemen, it was just Drake. We know that was Drake. It looks like Drake, and it was confirmed that it was because, and it's kind of funny that this picture gets removed. And I mean, that opens up the whole song, the fact that the context of blackness was kind of called into question by not only the content, but you can tell that this had an aura of, of, of challenging Drake's blackness. So let's be completely real. He rapped over the story of OJ Beat, made famous by Jay-Z, of course, with a 440 album. So that's where it's, you know, it's kind of a head-scratcher. It's like, this is a, this is a well-thought-out attempt, even though the invoices were funny. You know, the invoices was funny, and yeah, you know, hey, we're getting money and all that stuff. Yeah, I helped and I made you relevant, but culturally, let's talk about this as a, as a, as a, as a black art form, you know what I'm saying, for hip-hop. The challenging of someone's blackness within hip-hop is a very, 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 it, it's them, this is a long argument that's been happening in hip-hop for so many years, and it has ruined people's careers. Case in point, MC Hammer. Case in point, uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, people who people think that, you know, have major crossover success, they're not no longer black because they don't have that connection anymore. So, do you think possibly another segue into that argument, or do you think this is just for, you know, the art of the battle? I honestly think it's all art because it was just something funny because infrared was not even that bad. Like, yo, he threw a couple jabs. Like, he wasn't doing nothing major. Then Drake pretty much took the bait and just made a, a track all about Kanye, all about Push, and then try to get back at him. It was good. Like, I'm not going to lie. It was Drake. Like, I was like, yo, that's what Drake had. That was, that's what we needed, Drake. Thank you. Go ahead, do you. Then Push came with that, and he just put everything. He just like, yo, I'm going to put your pup always out in the public. I'm going to put that to life. It's pretty much like just saying this is America. He's pretty much throwing that to the forefront and looking at it like, yo, this is the person you idolize. This is a, pretty much a person who's pretending to be black, but at the same time, you know, he, you know, he's over here um, posing, and like, I think that's what Push is trying to say. And I'm not going to lie, I still rock with Drake. Like, I love his music, but at the same time, this is what he's uh, doing. I will also like to go ahead and read out 
what Bill had said during the whole time we were ca- uh, talking. Um, he said, Drake in blackface. Laugh my ass off. <laughs> Shit, I found it on YouTube. Drake can't be a Sambo. <laughs> he Manila. <laughs> big, <laughs> big curl head ass. <laughs> Dick Grassi, no edge up. <laughs> Laugh my ass off. So, and that's another thing, too. The fact that this is Drake doing the Degrassi stage. And I'm like, bro, you telling me Nickelodeon got you putting in blackface and you went with it? Like, this dude is low-key throwing back. He's pretty much saying he was the first coolest monkey in the damn jungle. <laughs> like, dude, what the? <laughs> like, bro, we over here talking about we boycott H&M. Look at your ass doing this, bro. And I'm like, I like Drake. I don't know how I feel. I'm like, I got so many emotions in me. Only thing I know is when I heard this, I I cried. I was like overwhelmed, but at the same time, a little bit of me was kind of proud. And the only reason why I was proud because this is good for the culture, Mm -hmm. the culture of hip hop, the culture of hip hop. The thing is, like, one of the things that I kind of noticed is, like, a lot of uh, rappers are coming out. People are talking about beef, uh, doing this and doing that. Talking about, if I see you next time, I'm going to beat you up, I'm going to do this on that. Like, yo, not many people took it to the bars. And this is something where the old, I'm not going to say call them old school, but the last class came back and said, all right, this is what I'm going to have and uh, this is what we used to do. And now you on a platform, everybody looking at you like, okay, what you going to do? Mm-hmm. Now, uh, one thing I do want to go ahead and point out is everybody talking about the timeline. Everybody thinking since Drake made that uh, re- response after Infrared came out, you know, Oh, push needs 24 hours to, for him to respond. Mm-hmm. All right, let's throw this out there. Push uh, record did come out on that Friday, but um, according to the Breakfast Club, they, Breakfast Club had a whole week beforehand. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people heard the uh, record and they got to Drake's camp by the time uh, it even dropped. So pretty much Drake already had. Uh, everything on uh, pinpoint he already had his uh stuff he already had it mastered because when it dropped friday friday night the record was actually kind of clean clear so it wasn't no problems it wasn't like kanye ti's um joint which that was like i'm not going to even go there but it was like deep it was really good so i'm i'm saying like he had time to uh go ahead and draft up his response and push it he dropped infrared had some time to go ahead and um, put everything he had to uh, say out, and he dropped it today. So now let's see what um, Drake gonna say. Like I just love the fact that, like I said, they moving the culture forward because not a lot of people is gonna go ahead and claim their hip hop. Because if somebody come on with uh, hip hop with these trash ass lyrics or these repetitive sounds, just to uh, get people and get uh, radio play, there's gonna be artists that's gonna uh, check you and don't care. They don't care how uh, popular you are. They will disown you and they will uh, dis- dissemble you in front of the public eye so you won't ever do that again. Mm-hmm. So all the culture vultures, if they out there looking at this, you know, all the uh, cultural appropriators, yo, 
that time is going to get um, taken down because everybody's going to be looking at you and everybody's going to try you. It's going to be a hot summer. The summer just started. It's going to be hot. Well, and, and you know, just to exactly, I mean, just to kind of just piggyback off what you were saying, just to say this, you know, if Drake was the kind of person to just say, you know, I make, you know, I just make music, you know, I'm, you know, I just make, you know, party records and, and records that, you know, people just records that people could relate to. We would not be having this argument. It's the fact that Drake tried to say that he was an MC. Now, mind you, I remember some of you, some of you people who may be listening or, or maybe listening later, actually may be too old or too, maybe too young or too old, whichever space you're in, too old or too young to remember that Drake did a freestyle on Funk, with Funk Master Flex on Hot 97 in about 2009. If you remember 2009, this is when Drake was popping. This was when Abby Graham was wearing the fake purple J's. Now, let's be completely clear. With when he did, what I say that I don't know why, but the point of the matter is, when he got on there and he tried to do the freestyle. Now, normally people come on Funk Master Flex's radio show, they do a freestyle, and if you notice, there is no paper. There are no cell phones available. There are none of those things. Now, with Hello. that. Hey, look who's in this motherfucker. Uh, All right, then, because I came in right at this good time. Like, shit, you fuck around with that motherfucker, me, Blackberry, that nigga was talking about back in the club. That nigga, <laughs> Is he still there? Yeah, I'm here, motherfucker. Fuck all y'all. <laughs> <laughs> you bastard. You better read the book. You better read them damn text messages I put on that motherfucker. Oh, What's going on? Boy, they call me Ben's the only one. The only well, one. Well, oh, hold on, time out. Um, last thing that Ben said before he actually interrupted us, he was like, yeah, they wish and they wish and they wish, you know me. And then he said, you got to be nice for what, for what these niggas? <laughs> so, you got to yeah. be nice for what to these niggas? Have them dancing in there talking about empowerment and shit. Fuck out of here, nigga. We, buy, we take them out on dates. Go on a date by yourself and see how stupid you look in fucking Cheesecake Factory by your damn self. It's ridiculous. Wow, <laughs> Savage. <laughs> I'm being honest, man. That's one thousand, bro. Don't, don't have Drake out have you out here by yourself with six to seven cats. Talk about all I need is me and Elon friends. Get your goof ass on. <laughs> hey, like I said, my man Drake can cater to a, a wider range of audience. So you know he got the stuff for the lonely, depressed. He got the stuff for the people that's going through some things. He got the uh, empowerment music. He got that music that just pretty much you want to go ahead vibe to. He got a nice little catalog. I would say this. Don't Drake and drive, bro. You'll find yourself in a ditch. <laughs> you really will. <laughs> Dog, this is the most serious thing. I'm going to tell you this right now. I remember coming back from the club, right? And, you know, had a good time or whatnot. Just like maybe two or three years ago. And I was, like, having a good time and whatnot. And, nigga, I, I was driving home. I was driving home. This is when I actually didn't live in the city. So I was driving uh, home. And I remember I was listening to this record that had Drake in the weekend on there, right? Uh-huh. Nigga, tell me why it's three in the morning. I'm drunk. I'm falling asleep. All of a sudden, nigga, I end up in a fucking ditch. Exactly. No, no. 
this is too much. Nigga, and I told myself I will never, I told myself I will never, ever drive at night with motherfucking Drake on the radio because I'm going to fuck around and fall asleep and die. You know? mm-hmm. That nigga's a grown-ass man. That's, it's all right. This shit is cool. All right. Well, let's go back to the uh, task at hand. So, like I said, this is advancing the uh, culture is pretty much bringing us to a point where there's going to be a lot of uh, shaving of the fat for the culture because I feel like a lot of people who keeps on claiming their hip-hop, their rappers, their uh, MCs, they're going to pretty much get tested. They're going to pretty much um, be in the ringer. Like, you got this grand, big old platform and you're going to get shot down. Like, honestly, I, I kind of want to throw it out there. Look at what happened to Soldier Boy. Ooh, that, dude, that dude been out here still making music. He has a little cult um, following, but at the same time, like, who listens, still listens to um, Soldier Boy? And the Bro, fact that when he actually gets in beef with people, nobody don't really pay attention. Soldier Boy is an exception to the rule, bro. He came the start of this all happened, though. You got to give him that. He's the first, like, he came around that time where it was just like, where he was selling like, ringtones, bro. So if you had a back in the gap, he was on some ringtone shit. Right. And that's how I remember, you know what I'm saying? I don't think he's done in that type of money yet. And that could just be me being a bruise. You know, that's ringtone money. That's before ringtone was free. Hey, Bill, uh, I don't know what's up with your phone, but yo, you are coming in and out. I'm walking around the house with the shit. Sit down with your big ass. Hey man, come out there folding clothes and shit like like a regular person, motherfucker. It is, it, it is uh, laundry time in this bitch. Fucking me. Trying to do right. I feel exactly. I understand exactly what Bill is saying, and with Soldier Boy, the thing about Soldier Boy was. Soldier Boy never claimed to be the best rapper in the world. He never really claimed to be. He just claimed to be hot, which he was hot at the time, which was absolutely true. The only complaint I have with Drake is the fact that you cannot be the best MC in the world if you don't write your shit. Yeah. Well, when it comes down to the money, like who really gives a shit about who's who's the best rapper alive and things like that? Because Last time I checked, there was a big feud between uh, between Jay Z and, and Weezy Elf and best rapper alive, the best rapper alive, the North versus the South. You know what I'm saying? Because you know, at one time the North didn't fuck with the South and the South didn't fuck with the North, and that's when he did his thing and blase blase. So I'm like, like who's really the the best this alive now? Nothing is new under the sun anymore, bro. Yes, you're absolutely right. I completely agree with you. But, bro, here's the thing, though. I, I understand. I'm just going to say like this. When you talking about when it comes down to who's writing your stuff, like, at the same time, like, let's be right. Yay? He doesn't write most of his stuff. Like, yo, he has ghostwriters, too. And then there's also people out there that's pretty much are uh, ghostwriters for other people, but they ain't going to come out on the forefront. They ain't going to uh, out there and say, Oh, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Like, no, nobody's not gonna go ahead and admit it. But let's be out. Like, just because somebody getting caught or exposed, that's the only reason why people want to uh, discredit this guy. Like, but you can. Say, like, 
but at the same time, let's be honest. When we listen to Drake, we listen to you know his uh, lyrics. But at the same time, we also got to think about it. When somebody's rapping or uh, performing, we listen to their cadence. We listen to their sound. We listen to how they flow. We could like it. We probably like, oh, Drake just killed that shit. But let Quinn Miller go ahead on the track, and we listen to him. I'm like, and he could be saying the same exact thing. And we look at uh, Quinn and like, yo, what the hell are you doing? Get the fuck off. Like, some of the stuff that doing is pretty much, you know, sometimes it's inspirational. And probably not writing the whole thing. But at the same time, he's just pretty much getting here and there and just, like, doing all that stuff. So, like, I, I hate when people just, like, go ahead and discredit somebody but uh, just because, you know, they need help a little bit. But, you know, I just feel like the ego of this, like, yo, if we doing music for the sake of music, let it be all music. And if everybody oh, want to talk to you about uh, writing, then shoot. I want to see somebody go ahead and write some um, the hard, uh, hardest shit and, like, just be uh, leave it on. Let that be your thing and your lane. Don't uh, discredit anybody else for it because at one point in time, the only reason why you was doing this to get out of the hood. You out of the hood, so hey, if you eat, don't try to get out. Of, don't don't uh, mess with anybody else's meal. Like yo, just stay in your own lane. But the thing about that is, is the fact that let's let's be completely honest with ourselves. If again, the whole point of being a rapper or being an MC, let's just take the whole thing about being a rapper and MC. Rule number one, and who who's to say who makes up these rules? But it's been clearly understood that you have it's 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 been un how can I put this? It's been understood that you should be able to write your own lyrics. Now, my thing about Drake is this: Do I believe that he that people write eighty percent of his stuff? No, of course not. It's just like the song that was referenced that basically the reference track that came out, it was just saying that if it happened, cool. But the fact that you say you deny it, that's like the big the whammy. It's like, yo, why are you lying about not having a reference track? Nigga, somebody actually just had a reference track for you. It makes people question everything else. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, what else are you lying about? You know what I'm saying? So it questions the integrity because as an artist, you know what I'm saying? Because there's been plenty of times where other artists, other known prominent rappers have been like, yeah, somebody wrote this for me or somebody had this song idea or somebody gave me an idea for this line or whatnot. And there have been plenty of people who've said that. But the fact that you as an as a artist are saying that no one has written for like no one that reference track didn't exist or it doesn't, you know, it's not real or whatnot. It's kind of like, yo, what, what are you doing? Like, come on, we clearly see the evidence. You know what I'm saying? It's like, so you shoot somebody. It's like you shoot somebody. Oh, you got a gun in your hand. And, oh, fingerprints all over the place. Oh, but I didn't do it. Nigga, we just, come on, really? You going you gonna to play dumb on us real quick? Bro, I got a couple of things I just pointed out. And it, it is very interesting. Number one. Based off of like rappers and them writing their own like writing their own things like that, there's one person that comes to mind. Drop of a hand, I can say that he has not been discredited for what he's done, and he's still. He's, so for example, you know the rapper named Plies, right? Most of yeah. the shit motherfucker rap about is about the shit that his brother has done, mm-hmm. right? Some of this mm-hmm. shit that his brother done, he wrote about it, just like. Mm-hmm. A 
Rick Ross wasn't the nigga that was just always out here in the trap getting it in. This man was a women's correctional facility officer. Mm-hmm. So I can't call yourself Ricky Rose. That is a persona. That is a a character. That's a person that you play, and you're going to need help to maintain that person. Now, with that being said, I really find very in the, the hip hop game. This is a really, really big issue. I bet you in any other genre, I bet you probably the last hundred dollars I make in my life that it, that this does not happen within country. This does, this does not happen within any other except for here because writing your own lyrics gives you and things like that. But if you're just trying to get a story out and somebody can help you write that story, I see nothing wrong with it. Just make sure you make credits. But I do understand when it comes down to somebody lying and saying, I did this all by myself. No, good well, you didn't. That's where it comes in and it gets very annoying. However, I will say this. I know for a fact that the president of the United States doesn't write his own shit. And <laughs> I'm going to tell you, and I'm not even talking about 45, I'm talking about 44, 43, and 42. Mm-hmm. Yo, yo, Ken, Ken, hey, hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. Bill, you you got to stop moving, bro, because, like, your phone's going <laughs> in and out. It's like, I hear you make a point, and then all of a sudden it gets distorted. Then you, and we, I'm like, yo, I missed the punchline, like... Yo, we need you to stay in one spot for at least 10 more minutes, bro. I'm standing in one spot right now. I ain't moved since I talked about plies, nigga. Straight up. Bro, well, you need to stop ele- changing your uh, elevation because I know you tall as shit. So, like, honestly, stay at one level, nigga. Stay, at the, uh, stay on 10. Stay on 10 for the rest of the uh, conversation. All right, I'm all right, I'm gonna stay on ten, but whoever the hell breathing on this motherfucker, me microphone, nigga, I need to stop doing it. This shit scared me. Nigga, I was working out earlier. Shut the fuck up, bitch. I'm about to say, nigga, early, <laughs> like, <laughs> nigga, I went up the damn stairs, nigga. That's what I did. That's not oh, shit. That was cardio. That's traveling. That's not a work. <laughs> but yeah, no, for real, like. The president, bro, like 42, 43, 44, and 45. I know for sure they had a team behind them that write like he would say something. So if the president of the United States got writers for him, why the fuck is it an issue for a hip-hop rapper to have somebody behind him that said, don't say that word, say that word? Why is that an issue? I think the biggest issue is because the biggest thing is like we don't expect... I'm, this is just me. I don't expect Bush, Clinton, whoever is in office to be the most eloquent motherfucker in the world. You know what I'm saying? I just need you to get that point across of what you and your administration is trying to say and what Some the direction. You know what I'm saying? Now, with the damn, like Abraham Lincoln didn't write all that shit either. You know that. All right. Yeah. But, go back to the music. But I'm just being real. But when it comes down to rapping and to write hip-hop, any other genre, of course, yes, you can write, do what I write songs for other people and whatnot because it may be a feeling that someone may have. But hip-hop has been known from the jump. These are my rhymes. These are my lyrics. Because every person has their own style. So, yes, this is me. This is my thing. This is what I represent. And for the fact of someone, someone can, like I said, help someone get into that main idea or that main frame of going around the same path of the the subject that you're trying to get to. But if you're just out here 
just writing, you're out here perpetrating and writing rhymes for niggas, and then you just give it to them and be like, hey, just this is you. You know what I'm saying? And you're saying, oh, I'm the best MC there is. How? And someone writes your own shit. No, like, see, no. here's the thing. There's another thing, too. This is what it was back in the day. Like, when hip-hop first started, oh, I wrote these rhymes. I did this. I did that. Yo, they was bringing cred to their name. But at the same time, you got to understand, we're in 2018. Hip-hop has evolved ever since then. <laughs> so there's going to be change within. And let's be honest. Let's be real, too. Like, mm-hmm. for people to come into hip-hop like this, like, honestly, sometimes you got to think about this. You over here pointing the finger at us, but you got three fingers pointing right back at you. You pretty much not paid the way, the correct way, or you didn't take anybody under your wing uh, to be that effective person to take the next, uh, to move, go to, uh, forward. Like, let's just be honest. When we, um, um, doing Greek shit, like, whenever somebody, uh, Bill, like why? Bill called. Yeah, he, called, he called me too. I think that's a sign that he got disconnected from the the convo. I can't do nothing, bro. Like, all right, but anyways, like I said, going back on to some of the Greek stuff. Like, yo, we bring people in, and honestly, we trying to bring people in that's going to enrich the fraternity and for in the future. I'm not going to just bring in any trash ass person. If I bring in trash ass people, then that's just pretty much tarnishing our legacy, uh, what we are going towards. So that's why I kind of feel like that in hip hop, where yo, if you're gonna bring in people, like if you're gonna people gonna be in hip hop, like honestly, you should took people under your um belt and rich them. And like honestly, people still have the time. Like yo, these uh, MCs, they uh OGs and all that stuff. They like yo, let me go ahead and take you under my wing. Let me show you this. Let me show you that. Let me help you on your skills or stuff like that. Like, yo, they could take note to uh, what is out there and also pretty much make hip-hop great again. I can't believe I actually said that fucking line. But they can make hip-hop uh, great. So that's why I'm like, it. honestly, I understand where you're coming at. But at the, like, yo, when content content, like, honestly, we listen to it. We engulf ourselves in it. We feel the words it does something to us and that's what music does so i'm just saying drake has no i feel like he's nobody um that should be discredited for what he does like honestly if he get his stuff uh written hey he gets his stuff written if he doesn't he doesn't and then you know push i know he um bringing this all uh up to us and in front of it but at the same time, bro, like, yo, it is what it is. Like, you know, let's try to find some other stuff to talk about. But, yo, when he started getting on to my man's kid, I'm like, okay, that was a new one. But, you know what? I was just like, you know what? That was, yo, that was just a lot. Yo, yo, we we went around, we went, uh, we went we went crazy with this topic. We really did. Nigga, we started talking about politics. We started talking about ghostwriters. All, and- all I know is one thing. None of them niggas' companies better not send us a goddamn invoice. I'm going to be mad as a motherfucker. Because we ain't got that kind of money. Yeah, I, I mean, I got five on it. That's all I, I can say. They can put me on a payment plan, maybe. But, uh, I mean, other than that, I can't do nothing for you, man. 
right. Well, let me go ahead and finish this up. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to the first podcast. Uh, you know, this is Ronnie. Um, Bill just got off the line because something wrong with his uh, line. I mean, he does have uh, Charter Spectrum, so, you know, they're going to, like, you know, come in and drop it here and there. And damn, they, damn, damn. I'm, right, I'm going Google Fiber. I don't even care. Like, I'm sorry. I ain't trying to um, put them under the bus, but, man, I'm so mad. Like, I, I'm I'm willing to pay a little bit extra so I don't have to go through these problems. But that's neither here or there. But this is uh, this is my man, Ken. And yeah, yeah. honestly, what you have listened to, this is the real nigga breakfast. Or how I like to say, R&B. It's something thoughtful. There's something heavy. and something for the soul. All right, y'all. I'll see y'all later.